what leadership exactly means uh, uh, within our guiding principles. So this is something we will now hear from Silke, and I'm really happy that you are w here with us today, because with this more meetup sessions, we also want to inspire you. We want to give you some ideas about uh, what's behind our guiding principles. And of course, if we have the topic today here, um, leadership, then it's a leader or leadership by example, let's say it like this, then it's absolutely great to know a bit more about it. So thank you very much, Silke, and yeah. Thank you very much for attending. Um, and while I was listening, I thought there were a number of really interesting thoughts and I tried to match them a bit to Metro and also to my leadership style or what I think is important. But before that, while I was listening, I thought, hey, there are more than 2,000 people at the campus, and there are roughly 20 people here. So my question to myself is, and to you, is this not a topic in Metro? Do we know? And are we very familiar with leadership, by example, uh, which is one of the principles? Or is it that it is a big topic, and nobody wants to come? Or? Uh, so that left, left me a bit puzzled. And let's say before I get started, I would like to understand a bit what, what, what was your motivation to come today? Yeah? Why did you sacrifice your lunch or, uh, and say, let me go here and discuss about leadership by example? Hey, we are entrepreneurs. So, Simone. Okay. <laughs> It is not easy to show yes. every day in a stable way um, the perfect example of leadership. And nevertheless, also leadership is situational. And every yes. employee has different expectations, can be triggered by different things. So this is my expectation to get more insights. Yeah. Thank you. Other insights? Why you have chosen to come here? Or what you expect as well. So actually, I was uh, very pleased to read that at least we are talking about such a topic in Metro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have ideas on why we are not more people. Uh, I think uh, attitude of leaders is uh, that they are experienced leaders and they don't need to improve. They know how to do it. Uh, people <laughs> yeah. who are not leaders believe it's not their responsibility to lead. And uh, therefore, it's not for them. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. generally, yes. Uh, over the last 15 years, uh, the company had went through a number of difficult years where people got frustrated. A lot of people were not asked when they were put on other uh, jobs. A lot of people yeah. are now caught in jobs that they never choose, um, yeah. which is adding to the 71% uh, likely. And um, yeah, in the past we had leaders, leadership by loudness, right? So I experienced my own that 50-year-old uh, senior department managers came out of the office of uh, managing directors crying. Yeah. Uh, because they were shouted at yeah. for an hour very badly. Yeah. And uh, so that's where we come from. Yeah. So a lot of those people who were doing that by loudness uh, left the company. Yeah. 
but really a new style is just still growing. Yeah. And a lot of people still don't trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So some disappointments from the past, even maybe as well from the peasants that leads you here. One more, then I, if, if not, it's fine as well, then I continue. But I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, the topic in general is interesting for me because I am at Metronome, an Agile master, and in my role, this is uh, very strong, this uh, servant leadership. Yeah. yeah? And uh, that's why I'm interested in the topic in general. I want to see what's new there. Good that I get supported by Metronome. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Good. Uh, thank you, first of all, for sharing. And I have a lot of sympathy with what you are saying. Uh, first of all, I do think leadership is a topic that, um, that is relevant for everybody. It makes people curious. It is evolving also in the context of society, uh, as we have just learned. And our own experience and the company we have been working in makes a lot of difference whether we have had good or bad experiences uh, with that. And that makes us either cautious and a bit reserved, sometimes a bit angry, but also sometimes very optimistic. So the experience we have made as well uh, is very important. Um, before I come to what in Metro we mean with it, I also would like to give you my own evolution because I'm working for more than 30 years. I have been working in different companies and I'm here since 2012, end of 2012. And when I look at the 30 years back, um, I would have to say that it was easier in a sense 30 years ago when I started my first leadership course working in finance that it was pretty clear uh, what needed to be done. And, and we learned what needed to be done and that was okay, but I felt as well compared to today, um, life and work was a bit simpler uh, when you started to work at the end of the 90s. Oh, it was just different. Maybe um, you gl I glorify as well uh, from the past that the previous time was simpler, although I find it today much more exciting because it has a different complexity. What though has changed to today is, and I think you mentioned that very nicely, um, today it's much more employee-centric. So instead of saying what needs to be done and what needs to be told, uh, leadership is really from the inside out. Uh, and that is the challenge and also the demand for managers and leaders to understand what's important for the individual. So really what's employee centric and then continue to work with the needs. And from there starts the development. And that is a much bigger demand what I feel for myself than what I had to do uh, when I was leading a team 20 years ago. And that's the evolution uh, leaders go through because there are many more different demands in my, well, let's say the way I see it, than there used to be before. And when we come to our metro definition of leadership, I do think it's very demanding. And I also would agree uh, with some of you are saying, um, it's easily written on a paper. The challenge is to do it. So the big challenge for leadership is between knowing and doing, and then linking it to the context. And that's why it is so damn difficult, 
Next to that, I find it is a challenge because people are very different. Yeah, you are different from her, from her, from her. So you have to satisfy all these needs, get the people engaged, find the right job for them, develop them, get them motivated, be true to yourself, collaborate, build trust, approach people, have a high proximity, and, and, and. And I think that's a lot. So you must really love to be a leader. Otherwise, I would advise, really don't do it. And that's, I learned very early um, when I lead my first team, that we're all, let's say, kind of um, bookkeeping people. So they were in a very regular job. And I thought some were very bright. Um, and very good. And when we had the mid-year review, I asked them about their career wishes and I realized that many didn't want. That was beer with me at the beginning of the 90s. And then I felt very disappointed because I wanted to make a career, I wanted to be a leader. And then I said, oh, why all these really good young people don't want to move on? And then I realized when they said to me, yeah, Silke, look, what is your motive is not my motive. I want to do something different. I have a family, I have this obligation. Uh, I'm there in the community. Thank you, Zach, you recognize it, but it's not for me. And there I learned one of the principles that has been with me really my whole life, that leadership is a choice. So, and I accept that not everybody wants to be a leader, but those that are leaders, I think we should have high demands, and I think it's right for you to have high demands. And I also do think that leadership really goes with fellowship. Uh, so a leader needs to be a follower at certain moments, but also the people need to follow. Because if everybody behaves like a leader and everybody goes into different directions, it is a mess. So therefore, it's a demanding job. It's um, a job I personally like a lot. Although I recognize as well that I do mistakes on the way you go along. But as long as you recognize them and as long as you are open to people, I think they are also quite forgiving um, in that sense. So that's a bit about my own journey. Um, the other thing why I like it so much, uh, it is because it never ends. Um, so when I will retire, somehow in the next uh, five to 10 years, I think it will still evolve um, quite a lot. And I like that because it's highly dynamic. It changes with the society, it changes with age groups, it changes with the demands, and that's why it's a continuous learning process. That's something I personally like. And I like as well that people always surprise you. Yeah, sometimes very positively, sometimes they disappoint you. And as a leader, you have to have the reservoir to work with all of that because you're responsible uh, for the team, for their development and for the results. That's why I personally find it's a demanding job, but one I think people should fill in with a certain, yeah, love and purpose. So what do we say in Metro? And then I hand over to Fabian. So can we have that chart? Maybe in preparation you have looked at it from the guiding principles out of our brochure. So this was developed two years ago. This is really what we want to be. So it's an aspiration, yeah, an aspiration evolves. And here you say, what are we passionate about in our business? We say it's a people business. And I've worked in chemicals and I've worked in fast moving consumer goods. 
for somebody being a leader and working with people, trade is the most exciting. That I can clearly say, because you have so many people, you don't have assets, you don't have brands, you need to achieve something with the people. And then we have demands to our leaders, is building trust, as you said. And the building trust can only come from if you trust yourself. So if a leader doesn't trust himself or herself, your people win sells it. So previously we called it authentic leadership. Now I think we have evolved a bit. But in the end, you see through your leaders if they are not true to themselves and to yourself. So you can only do that if you are close to your people, um, if you are transparent, if you listen, and if you have a good dialogue. And one thing, I come to that in a moment, one thing I really like, when we started to introduce a new operating model back in 2015, there was one thing where the partnership meeting felt as well we are really short, and that was having true agreement after the debate. So there was felt there is not enough discussion on the topics that we come to an agreement. And that is a constant battle also today in the partnership, speaking up, having the constructive conflict, moving on, getting an alignment. It's a continuous thing. It's a continuous fun thing, but it is a tough thing. Because you have to speak up um, to, let's say, the board occasionally if it is needed. Um, and you have to find the right tone and the right moment. But more you trust each other, less it becomes important. Yeah? So that's as well, let's say, through um, community and communication, people gel together. And then it becomes simply easier. Because the contact, the frequency of the contact makes that people connect better. And even people you do not like so much, more you see them and more you work with them, Either you split or you start getting used to it and then you get something. But I think what in our organization, if I had one wish, where we should become tremendously better is having really zero debates on subject matters, not so much on people. Um, because we have so many, I wouldn't say problems, but challenges, really things. We have huge opportunities, but we also have risks. And therefore, we need this dialogue. And that was a principle coming at that time from the partnership. And that's still our challenge. Good. But there you see as well, it's a lot. It's a lot for the leader, but it's a lot as well for the people um, in the team. Because that is what you can expect, but it also comes with a responsibility um, towards everybody who is a followership. So everybody is a leader, but everybody is as well a follower, like for myself. So that's what we understand in Metro, I would agree that we are not there. We may be never there, but it's good to have an aspiration. Um, and I think we should be measured ourselves by that, starting with the board, the partnership, uh, the people here that lead at the campus. So therefore, let's say it's a, how do you say it's a measurement uh, barometer or something like that. Good. Thank you very much, Silke. So, do you have some questions to Zilka? Yes, yes, yes. I like the goals. The question is, what can people do if 
they are in a situation where some of those goals are not uh, targeted or likely not to be met. So how can you empower people uh, to actually contribute mm -hmm. to the uh, establishment of these rules so that we live up against it, where there is a challenge? Mm -hmm. So if the weather organization is imperfect, so how would we encourage and enable our people to uh, get closer to this? Mm -hmm. You mean... And I have an example from the yeah. past, but... Uh, Maybe you give first your example. Uh, that was in uh, MGI, so the predecessor of uh, uh, Metronom, uh, a long time back, yeah. when we had a very old-fashioned, yeah. uh, hierarchical, almost military-style uh, yeah. leadership. And uh, then HR uh, started to run trainings. Uh, they first offered trainings to the uh, leaders, and they all said, oh, this modern stuff and... It's just playing around, and uh, so they were not interested. Mm -hmm. So what they then did is they got the budget to train the people, so the the, the non-leaders, and they ex uh, they explained to the non-leaders uh, what good leadership makes. So if in the next department meeting the leader would stand up in front of 15 people, crying and shouting at the people. Uh, saying words that you usually would not like to hear in a civilized world, then all of a sudden the group, because they all went through the trainings, leaned back in their seats, were looking at the leader and saying, this doesn't sound quite professional. Mm -hmm. And that was what the leaders recognized. And then the leaders were way more interested uh, to... Uh, participate in some trainings on their own. Mm -hmm. Of course, exclusively, only for the leaders. They didn't want, uh, accept yeah. to go, uh, go to the same trainings with the uh, normal people. And then about 50% of the leaders made it to yeah. uh, change their yes. behavior substantially, yeah. and the yeah. others, over the course of five to seven years, effectively left. Yes. And I would say, uh, let's say I do not know this situation, but I think it's normal. When um, uh, the culture of a business changes, that a lot of people are leaving. Uh, one third in general, that is what you find in, in, uh, in the outside world. Uh, but what you described is as well, uh, is sometimes the people can surprise their leaders. So the moment you get out of the normal reject uh, reaction that would be expected, then you cause an intervention. And that intervention makes people think. And if you make people think in a way the leader did not expect, you create a moment. And then you need to use that moment. And that is what happened. So in that respect, let's say the way I understood it, it's a good example. So what from your problem you describe is, I think what I can give you as an advice, or let's say what I do, I have to say is, how do I make people think? How do I make them think differently on a certain problem, on a certain situation, um, and that in a non-threatening way? Because if people feel threatened, 
then they become defensive, and that's the end of any dialogue. Um, but therefore, let's say you need to train it. But I, for me, the most powerful is how do I make them think, look at it differently in the way they have looked at the situation, and then start a dialogue. <coughs> and when I have many people above me, who are, then I need uh, people that hold my arms left and right, yeah? Uh, so that I feel as well supported and stronger. That is, let's say, would be my answer to the question. I would say the, the new, new um, world that we are, or the working yeah. world that we are now in is much more democratized, um, yeah. as yes. you discussed. And so dialogue is, is a key. Yeah. Yes. And it's a key on, on every level that we have in the organization and as you were talking that yeah. even in the partnership meetings there are yeah. very constructive yeah. discussions um, oh. this take, gives it a very very deep look and how we democratize such a company yeah. and in a, in a, in a bottom-up and top-down way and this is really really something that is needed to work also agile that there yes. is a right dialogue and that there is an interactive interplay between the people that they're really um, um, give or uh, have the chance to, to impress themselves um, because this is what modern organizations or initiatives like Metro need, um, that we have people who think fast and, and also fail fast. Fail culture is also yeah. a big topic that we need to integrate in our daily business. But of course, be, be, because, uh, but beside this, we need to, to have the right, the right um, dialogue and the right discussions in place. So that's why I I'm... Yeah? If I may say, it's a good <laughs> moment as well for Thomas to make the link to Metronome because your entity was ages ago and I think a lot has changed in Metronome yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, and this is exactly the... <laughs> <laughs> That's why we are happy to have Thomas here with us yeah. today. So <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you.